Chapter 19 of The Woman in the Alcove by Anna Catherine Green. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. The Face. The moon was well up, and the small boat in which our young detective was seated with Mr. Gray appeared in the bay approaching the so called manufactory of Wellgood. The looked for light on the waterside was not there. All was dark except where the windows reflected the light of the moon this was a decided disappointment to sweetwater if not to mr gray he had expected to detect signs of life in this quarter and this additional proof of wellgood's absence from home made it look as if they had come out on a fool's errand and might much better have stuck to the road no promise there came in a mutter from his lips shall i row in sir and try to make a landing you may row nearer I should like a closer view. I don't think we shall attract any attention. There are more boats than ours on the water. Sweetwater was startled. Looking around, he saw a launch, or some such small steamer, riding at anchor not far from the mouth of the bay. But that was not all. Between it and them was a rowboat like their own, resting quietly in the wake of the moon. I don't like so much company, he muttered. Something's brewing something in which we may not want to take a part very likely answered mr gray but we must not be deterred not till i have seen the rest sweetwater did not hear mr gray seemed to remember himself row nearer he now bade get under the shadow of the rocks if you can if the boat is for him he will show himself yet i hardly see how he can board from that bank it did not look feasible. Nevertheless, they waited and watched with much patience for several long minutes. The boat behind them did not advance, nor was any movement discernible in the direction of the manufactory. Another short period, then suddenly a light flashed from a window high up in the central gable, sparkled for an instant, and was gone. Sweetwater took it for a signal, and with a slight motion of the wrist, began to work his way in toward shore till they lay almost at the edge of the piles. Hark! It was Sweetwater who spoke. Both listened, Mr. Gray with his head turned toward the launch, and Sweetwater with his eye on the cavernous space sharply outlined by the piles, which the falling tide now disclosed under each contiguous building. Goods had been directly shipped from these stores in the old days. This he had learned in the village. How shipped he had not been able to understand from his previous survey of the building, but he thought he could see now. At low tide, or better, at half tide, access could be got to the floor of the extension, and if this floor held a trap, the mystery would be explainable. So would the hovering boat, the signal light, and yes this sound overheard of steps on a rattling planking i hear nothing whispered mr gray from the other end the boat is still there but not a man has dipped an oar they will soon returned sweetwater as a smothered sound of clanking iron reached his ears from the hollow spaces before him duck your head sir i'm going to row in under this portion of the house Mr. Gray would have protested, and with very good reason. 
there was scarcely a space of three feet between them and the boards overhead but sweetwater had so immediately suited action to word that he had no choice they were now in utter darkness and mr gray's thoughts must have been peculiar as he crouched over the stern hardly knowing what to expect or whether this sudden launch into darkness was for the purpose of flight or pursuit but enlightenment came soon the sound of a man's tread in the building above was every moment becoming more perceptible and while wondering possibly at his position mr gray naturally turned his head as nearly as he could in the direction of these sounds and was staring with blank eyes into the darkness when sweetwater leaning toward him whispered look up there's a trap in a minute he'll open it mark him but don't breathe a word and i'll get you out of this all right mr gray attempted some answer but it was lost in the prolonged creak of slowly moving hinges somewhere over their heads spaces which had looked dark suddenly looked darker hearing was satisfied but not the eye a man's breath panting with exertion testified to a nearby presence but that man was working without a light in a room with shuttered windows and mr gray probably felt that he knew very little more than before when suddenly most unexpectedly to him at least a face started out of that overhead darkness a face so white with every feature made so startlingly distinct by the strong light sweetwater had thrown upon it that it seemed the only thing in the world to the two men beneath in another moment it had vanished or rather the light which had revealed it what's that are you there came down from above in hoarse and none too encouraging tones there was none to answer sweetwater with a quick pool on the oars had already shot the boat out of its dangerous harbour chapter nineteen